How often have we come before the Lord over the course of our lives? And when we do come, what are we doing? Do we come because we want something? Or do we come because we are fearful of something? Or even deeper, how about if we ask ourselves if we would even know anything about this corner of Colgate and Douglas, were we certain there was only sky above us and earth below us? Our lessons got me to thinking about my own worship. Do I do it for the Lord? Or do I do it to prove that I deserve to wear this collar around my neck? Or do I do it for some other reason? To honestly dig into one's own spiritual life like this can be equal parts, revealing and discomfitting. Simon Peter, James, and John are told in that boat by the Lord that from then on they would be catching people instead of fish. And they willingly left their nets behind them and followed Jesus. To read it, there is such a flavor of joy about their responses, and so often since, such a sense of reluctance, maybe, about our own. While the disciples' response comes across as spontaneous and lively, even I can perceive my own as perhaps something less on occasion. Not always, of course, not always, but often enough that these readings kind of sting just a little bit. So I kind of wonder, is this the human condition, or is the Almighty very familiar with my own obstinacy? So surely the Lord must expect this from us, must be used to it from us by now. Gosh, I hope so. Now, in the scriptures, we can plumb the range of responses to God's call as being somewhere between the genuine delight of the disciples and, on the other end, a sense of obligation and duty. And so it kind of comes down to the crux for me. What is the driving motive behind our bond with God? Is it duty? Is it delight, fear, or joy? Now, if we've attended Sunday school as children, we all know that delight is the more appropriate answer. We read about this in Scripture and in our devotional books that we read. And I do hope, I mean, really pray that our lives are liberally sprinkled with doing God's will. And there is a sense of true joy in that for us. There's nothing like that when that happens. But that's not to say that a sense of duty is a bad thing. Often it's a very good thing. There are some things in the world that would just simply never be done if someone, somewhere, didn't have a sense of obligation about it. How many parents leap out of bed 
not wanting to wait to change that morning diaper. What daughter or son wades into a family fight over an estate because that's going to be the brightest part of their week? Not many, I suspect. For each of us, there are aspects of our lives that sometimes, maybe oftentimes, will simply be that way, more duty rather than joy. And I've come to believe that after 45-some years of following Jesus to the best of my ability, so much of a life in Christ is at least at the very beginning at the very beginning of it, perceived as a drudgery. But, you know, we continue on because we think we ought to, because we've trained, been trained to think that we ought to. And even then, we may not be all that consistent about it. Think about that. I personally know a lot about this realm that I have raised I also know that when I do my own life in Christ in this way, I know immediately that I have stopped looking for the blessings to be found, even in the hard places of life. And here's the critical thing, at least for me. When I feel like I'm weighed down with meetings that accomplish nothing, or creating reports that I feel like nobody is going to ever read, or worse, when I stop giving 100% to my relationships, I know that I have to begin to look for God's blessing. Many of you know that our own Shelley Vescovo recently succumbed to cancer. In this last week, I reread her obituary, and I found this in it. Just a sentence. Through treatments and remissions, Shelley realized a deeper connection to God, a deeper appreciation of the gift of each day, affirmed the importance of a sense of humor, and discovered a ministry of connection with others who battle the same disease. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. I know personally, I know personally that she really found an appreciation in the middle of an wasting disease. Wow, what a woman of God, huh? When things are sweet and the going is easy, find blessings. What I learned and relearned from Shelley's journey was this, that I could actually find delight in giving myself over to the Lord again and again, especially, maybe particularly, in hard times. And so again, we say, when things are sweet and easygoing, man, look for blessing. They should be easy to see then. And yet when life gets tough, Still, we are invited to dig. It'll be in the most unusual of places. In my heart of hearts, 
This is how those in that boat so long ago became real fishers of people. And that's how Shelley caught me for the Lord again. When my own faith was flagging, when I thought I didn't have much more in the tank, somebody going through a really hard time set that hook and drug me back out. So wherever we are, this day, whatever we're going to face in the week to come, know that we're on this earth to find blessing and to extend blessing to whomever comes our way. It won't always be sweet. The days may be dark and black sometimes, and even then we may present ourselves as an offering to the Lord. Even then. And so that's our invitation. I invite you to take the readings home and, and read through them again with this in mind. Finding blessing wherever you may be. May God bless you on that journey. Amen.